thanks so much for joining us for our podcast, Rhythms of Hope. I want to share with you today a passage of scripture that's challenged and inspired me for a few years now. It comes out of Luke 24, verse 49. Let me read it for you. This is Jesus speaking to his followers. I'm going to send you what my father has promised, but stay in the city. That's a key phrase we're going to come back to, but stay in the city until you've been clothed with power from on high. That phrase, stay in the city, some versions of the Bible use one word. It's the word tarry. That word simply means to wait, to wait, to be still, to be patient. If I'm honest, even in this time of coronavirus, shutdown, social isolation, it's not my instinct to slow down, to be still and to wait. I'm conscious that my life has different margins to what maybe it normally would, but I've filled those margins with other things. We have young boys in our house, my wife and I, and uh, it's been our practice now for these few weeks that we need to get out of the house either first thing in the morning or the afternoon and exercise. Our boys need to let off some energy and so we take them out. They're nearly 10 and they're seven years of age now. They grab their bikes, they grab their scooters and they shoot off down their street. When they were younger, of course, they would rely on us to give them their balance, to give them their sense of direction. But now that they're older, they shoot off and we're left calling out to them, wait, you need to wait, you need to slow down so we can catch up. And when I think about that story, I think about this passage of scripture and we so often link the idea of waiting to our own personal capacity. But when we look at this, we understand the word of God doesn't link the idea of waiting to our capacity, but it links waiting to the covering of God. God, we, God has a, a covering that he wants to provide for our lives and our job as believers is to sense his voice crying out to us that word, wait, wait. You might have a capacity, you might have new margin, but you need to wait on my covering for your life, my covering of power and my covering of grace for you. Psalm 130 verse 5 and 6 says this, it says, I wait for the Lord. My whole being waits and on his word I put my hope. Now get this as a picture. I wait for the Lord more than a watchman waits for the morning, more than watchmen wait for the morning. I think it was Charles Spurgeon that described uh, this psalm and the series of psalms around it as some of the shortest to read but the longest to learn. When you think of watchmen waiting for the morning, you have to understand that. A watchman for a city in those times, it was a crucial assignment. To be a watchman required enormous amounts of concentration. Keeping at bay fatigue and complacency was crucial. The night was a time where even a fortified city was vulnerable to attack. To be a watchman required you to be alert and to be ready. The principle for us is that waiting on God It sounds simple in reality, but like a watchman to a city, it requires a great deal of intentionality for our lives. And so I ask the question, how do we wait on God? Waiting on God, God, firstly, it comes from a place of patience. Waiting on God, it looks like lingering. Lingering means we don't easily or, or quickly shift away from something. Our hope is connected to lingering in God's presence. Waiting on God means changing the pace, not only of our physical activity, but changing the pace of our soul. Impatience will always cost you something. Late last year, 
we were setting up a movie night for our children and Kirsty, my wife, placed a bag of popcorn in the microwave and dialed it up on high and dialed it up on the minutes and pressed start and walked away. Very shortly, we could smell the scent of burning popcorn. It's unique, you know, you know it, in our house. And we rushed to the microwave with smoke coming out of the bag and we'd popped it. No, we'd not popped it, we'd, we'd burnt it. Impatience will always cost you something. Our house had a scent. Our microwave still smells to some degree like burnt popcorn. My question for your life today is what scent is your life carrying? Is it carrying the scent of impatience? An athlete knows that strength and endurance is connected to rest and recovery. Athletes, they don't play, they don't train 24-7. They carefully balance load and recovery. It's not a sign of weakness to slow down. It's an investment into your strength. So firstly, waiting means patience. Secondly, waiting on God comes from a place of desire. Desire means to have a craving for something. We're not content with the supply that we have. We want more. Waiting on God comes from a place of desiring more of God, developing an appetite for more of Him. One way that we have an appetite for something is that we're not too easily satisfied. Think about Genesis 32, Jacob wrestling with God. What does he say? I won't let you go go until you bless me. Jacob, he had an appetite for more. An appetite is required for us to experience the presence of God. An appetite is required for us to be patient enough to wait on God. The fire of hope needs the fuel of hunger. We've mentioned patience firstly. We've mentioned desire. And thirdly, I want to say that waiting on God, it comes from a place of humility. You've heard of pride before the fall. I want to tell you about pride before the stall. Pride before the stall. Pride acts like a barrier. Pride will halt you in your tracks. Humility, it doesn't ask us to not have confidence. Humility asks us or urges us to place our confidence in the right place. As believers, we're placing our confidence in the right person. We don't put our confidence in the flesh, but instead we're encouraged by the work and the power of God's Spirit for our lives. I think it was late last year in our neighborhood, again, one of our afternoon walks that we enjoy. And earlier this year, we had a tremendous amount of rain, but last year we were still in drought conditions in our country. And we went for a walk and I remember passing a gentleman's house and he was out the front and he was hosing his brown lawn, you know, that was desperate for some water. Well, it just so happened that the next day I drove past that same man's house and I noticed that in his front yard, a water main had burst and in the very spot that he was watering with a hose that afternoon before, this water main had ruptured and this gushing of water was coming out of the ground, deep out of the ground because a main had broken open. For me, it was a great analogy of realizing that we can only do so much in our own strength. There we are watering our lives, attempting something, but for us as believers, we understand that there's a source of life and saturation for us deep underground, deep in heaven where God resides and His Spirit. If only we'll crack that thing open. Just one word, wait, holds a key for how people of faith wrestle in the Spirit to secure true and lasting hope by waiting on.